Hi, hello, guys. This is Fionn. And this is Jonathan. And, and this, this is the F and J Show, where we talk about our life journey to making it. In this episode, we'll be talking about our sixth billionaire CEO entrepreneur, Bernard Arnault. The one and only. I hope I said his Bow name. Bow down. Right. <laughs> He's the world's richest person right now. Right now. Right now, yeah. He hit two what two ten bill. What was this? Oh, okay, yeah. I when when I did research on this, his net worth was two hundred six billion. What is it now? John right now. Him. Yeah, he's still he's number one right now as of twenty twenty uh, April six, twenty twenty three. Um, yeah, but what's his net worth? Right now. Mm-hmm. Two hundred forty one billion. Holy so shit. So increase forty billion. That's insane from when I researched this was I researched him like two weeks ago. Yeah. That's crazy. And Jonathan was telling me the other day that he's the only billionaire that didn't lose any money from COVID. Why no, not from COVID. Oh, like well just yeah, in from COVID, but like I'm talking about like the current economic state of the world. Oh, okay. Yeah, so like, you know, Elon Musk lost a ton of money. Well, he, he used it to, you know, do stuff, but like Amazon dropped, you know, all these other stocks dropped. But, you know, Bernard, he is still... Like, so for instance, Elon Musk is worth 187, Jeff Bezos is 125, and Guadam, the Indian guy mm-hmm. who was... Or Saudi guy, he's $46 billion now. He was at one point the richest yeah, person. Yeah, 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 yeah. But now um, he's... Yeah, but now he's back down to like forty-six billion. Wow, that's crazy. But yeah, okay. Um, I'll get started. This is his phone name. I don't know how to pronounce it. It's Bernard Jean. Eat, eat, eat. I'm not even. You guys can search it up. He has, like, yeah, Bernard R. Arnold. He he is a French business entrepreneur, investor, and art collector. Um, and for those that don't know who he is, if you are really into luxury, he is known for being the founder, chairman, and CEO of LVMH, which is one of the world's largest luxury goods companies. So LVMH actually owns like a lot of, you know, the company that, company that that people like usually shop from. And like I like Jonathan said, his net worth is now two hundred forty something billion, and he is currently the richest person. Um, it was actually really interesting because Bernard recently he has been talking. I saw this like on social media where he recently he's been talking about how he wants to split his wealth with his four or five kids. Mm-hmm. And I think he already let me see if I can find it. Um, but I think he already gave some of his roles to his kids. He has like one girl and what four sons? Something like that. Bernard. So for those, um, so what Fiona means by they own a bunch of like these brands is that they own brands like, obviously like um, Louis Vuitton, that's in his name. So LVMH stands for Louis Vuitton Moet Hennessy. I hope I said that right. But that's basically like the parent company of all these other smaller companies of like Dior, um, Bulgari, uh, Celine, Tiffany & Co, Fendi, Givenchy, like brands like these, right? They own, like LVMH owns these brands. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So he is passing down his legacy. So his daughter, which is the oldest, is now um, the head of Dior. 
And then his how nice first son is not the CEO of Berluti. I don't know what brand that is. And oh, and Laura Piana, and Laura Piana. Yeah, they own a, a lot of the brands. So, if you guys don't know, they're all practically owned oh. by the same guy. Um, someone became, and then his other son became the vice president of Tiffany and Co. Damn. Um, his other nice. son became the CEO of Tag. Hewer, the, the watch the brand, brand. Um, yeah, that's crazy um and the other son became the director of louis vuitton that's crazy just imagine like your dad um, owning these companies. they're coming out with a netflix show or they already did i don't know that's crazy um, but yeah he's i guess because he's getting old so that's why he's splitting his wealth yeah yeah um yeah, so he owns a lot of these brands. There was a story where he came to New York, and mm-hmm. then he was like, "Oh, like, where are you from?" He's like, "France." And then the guy, the taxi driver was like, "Oh, I only heard of Christian oh, Dior." Oh, you showed me that. You showed me. Yeah, that. he was like, "Oh, I I know Christian Dior." And then he he went back to France and he bought Dior. He That's bought the whole crazy. company. So. Yeah, breaking down how he made his money. He basically at first took over his dad's construction firm. And then in the 70s, he turned it into like, you know, pivot, uh, he, tur- he pivoted into real estate. So in 1984, he bought a nearly bankrupt company. Um, I'm not even going to pronounce that. I'm not even going to try. <laughs> <laughs> but he all, although he almost became bankrupt from this invest investment, um, it was like his passage way to like the luxury business yeah. world. I right? guess luxury that company goods. was a luxury yeah. Business. Yeah. So in '85, he built LVMH using 15 million dollars from his family business to buy Dior, and then wait, that means he didn't. He grew up pretty wealthy then. I mean, he's French. That doesn't mean they're wealth. <laughs> that doesn't mean everyone's wealthy because he used 15 million from I mean, his he family has, business. His dad has a construction firm, so that's what I'm saying. But but doesn't just because you have a construction firm doesn't mean it's successful. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's, that's crazy. Yeah. So 15 million. Eventually, he laid off over like 9,000 employees and he was nicknamed like the Terminator. And then he then sold all his assets, just keeping uh, Dior and uh, Le Bon Marche. Right? And then after that, he spent the next three decades just expanding LVMH, um, you know, taking, uh, buying other companies that, you know, it owns now. It's like, like Dior, Fendi, yeah, yeah, yeah. all these other brands. And then, <clears throat> yeah, right I mean, now, yeah, right now he just, he owns like LVMH, like art pieces and real estate yeah. and stuff like that. I mean, that. LVMH is so successful that that's all he really needs to maintain his wealth and get and go even higher. Yeah. Um, but he also um, spends money on, re- I mean, he also gets it from real estate too. Okay, so moving on to how he spends his very, very, very hefty bank account with all that money. Um, he has a $150 million yacht. I actually want to see what that looks like. Hold up. Bernard Arnold's yacht. He owns two jets. One of them is $40 million. Holy owns- shit, it's humongous. I mean, it's $150 million. It's a freaking cruise. Really? It's it's a super yacht. Oh. Uh, Holy shit. Yeah, that's crazy. Okay, it has 
a large pool. It has a beach club, many toys, like a slide and everything. Um, it has eight cat. No, what? I don't know. Okay. Um, and it, had a, and it has a helicopter landing platform. <laughs> That's crazy. Damn. It looks very nice, though. It looks good. Okay. Moving on. Um, like John said, he owns two private jets. He has a private island in the Bahamas where he pays 300K a week. For 300K what, a week. No, it's just a, it's like an island. But he doesn't own it. That's why he has to pay 300K a week. Which equals to 14 million a year? Did I write that? No, I didn't write down. That make, will make sense, right? 14 million a year? Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Well, actually. Um, or a month. No, hold on. 300,000 times 52. No, that wouldn't make sense a month. That's stupid. No, it's, it's like $15.6 million a oh year. Oh my God. Yeah, that's, that's pretty insane. Or 43000 a day. That's crazy. <laughs> People don't even make that much in America in a year. That's insane. Yeah. Um, he owns multiple properties in California that equal to $96 million. And he owns multiple mansions all over the world. I don't even know how much that equates to. But he owns a lot of mansions. Um, he has a luxury car collection, so he actually spends his money. Unlike, I mean, he is in luxury goods at that. Yeah, day. yeah, yeah. Um, he owns millions in artwork, and he he actually donated a two hundred million to Notre Dame. Is that your, I don't remember now. But the very famous church that burned down in um Paris. Um, and then he gave another uh, 11 million that same year to Amazon wildfires. That's all I know for donations wise. I don't know if he donates more, but yeah, that's how he spends his money. Yeah. It's pretty insane. Yeah. I mean, he actually spends it on like the other billionaires that we talked about. Yeah. I mean, he is going to be, I feel like he's honestly going to stay the richest guy in the world throughout, especially in the recession. Um, but yeah, moving on to fun facts, um, like Fion mentioned earlier, he's, he was the only billionaire who didn't lose any money during COVID. Um, you know, obviously because during COVID we had the stimulus checks and everyone who got them just spent it all on, you know, the luxury items that they didn't get a chance <laughs> to spend it on back before COVID, right? So all that money just basically got funneled back up to the rich. And I also think that social, because I feel like people are so much more obsessed with social media now, like ever since COVID. Yeah. And like people are talking about like how like now social, not, now designer goods are so accessible because of social media. Well, okay. Media. Here's the thing about <clears throat> designer goods and COVID. So during COVID, you know, it made it so that you... They only allowed certain people in the store at once, right? So that means there was a line outside of the store, right? Now, because there's a line outside the store, that made other people curious about, you know, why they're lining up. And then it made it more scarce, right? Because it's like, oh, they're not letting all these people in. You know, they're only letting a few people shop at the same time. So they might get the item that I want to get. So after COVID, I mean, you know, after you know really bad covid they kept that system in place where they only let a few people in so often and other you know stores 
that maybe not as luxurious, they kept the same way, made them look more luxurious. It presented them as, you know, more hard to get. Yeah. Right? Like because you have to demand. wait in line. Yeah, exactly. It's a wait in line. They see that there's demand outside. So that's why, you know, luxury goods stayed afloat while everything else kind of like died down during COVID and especially like during this recession or whatever. Um, everyone is still who has money are going to keep spending money on these brands. And that's why he keeps on getting more rich and rich and rich. And that's why I think he's going to become stay rich or at least the like, mm-hmm. wealthiest mm-hmm. person in the world for a very long time because like luxury goods are made for poor people. Hey guys, just a brief interruption, but just wanted to say that if we provide you some sort of value in any type of way, or even if we just entertain you guys, then we would greatly appreciate it if you can leave a five-star review as that helps push us towards the top of the entrepreneurship category. Thank you so much, and now back to the episode. So, and poor people don't know how to use their money, so they're just gonna keep spending on these brands. But, um... Let's okay. Let's get back onto the fun facts. So we could talk more about this um, after this. But more, another fun fact is that his role models are actually Warren Buffett and Steve Jobs. Um, he's also a trained classical uh, pianist. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, his first job was in construction. It was his dad's company, like we said earlier. And then, um, last but not least, LVMH sold its private jet because they had to figure out. Um, they figured out the Twitter user was tracking it. So it's like how this kid was tracking Elon Musk's jets. Um, they, I guess they tracked um, yeah, Bernard's yeah, yeah, jet yeah. as well. But now he just rents a private air, aircraft to be like, to have mm-hmm, more privacy. Mm-hmm. You want to talk about the last one too? Sure. So like traits and core values. Um, there's not so much on it because he doesn't really do interviews. Um, most of his characteristics are told from people that worked from him. Um, so it's something along the lines with like strong leadership skills, productive with like a high willpower, determination, and like an intense need to like constantly to be on the go. Yeah. I guess he's pretty like he values privacy, but it's, yeah. it's hard. Especially when you're on Forbes. Yeah, it's hard. You're the richest guy in the world. You're the richest person in the world. You know, you're into luxury um, you, you have this big ass yacht, which I'm still looking at. <laughs> but yeah, this guy really did pick something that is very sustainable. I think luxury goods is it's just going to last just as long as like insurance and all these other, you know, sustainable businesses out there. Because like I, like I said earlier, you know, luxury brands are not made like like I'm not talking about they're not just made like I'm talking about like the mainstream LV the mainstream Gucci those are not made for rich people they were made intentionally for poor people poor people to buy right because it's like oh I buy this $1,000 shirt it's gonna make me it's gonna make people perceive me in a different way I'm gonna have some sort of social status right yeah because like rich people they don't need that Right. Yeah, some rich people do like this stuff, but it's like the stuff they get are actually exclusive, right? So like all these luxury brands, they have a, like a luxury line that only the VIPs can get to. That's what, um, those are the products they cater to rich people towards to. All the stuff that you can just walk into the store and buy, those are catered towards like the poorer people, as they call it, right? And yeah, like I said, like COVID really just made luxury brands more luxurious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just increasing demand and stuff like that, and. It was really interesting because we went to Palen mm-hmm. the other day, mm-hmm. and it's like, 
I noticed. Oh, they well, did you that have line. to explain. Okay, so Palen is is like a local Paris um, handbag store, and then recently they have gotten a lot more popular. Um, so yeah, they they opened a store in New York. So it's yeah. it's not it's not it's not a luxury brand, but they their bags do reach like five six hundred. Yeah, so it's not that. like in the thousands. It's, it's yeah. only a couple hundred dollars, yeah. but you know. They make the store look nice and stuff like that. But one important thing was that they had a line outside, right? So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. people are going to be like, oh, what's inside? You know, there's some demand here. So when they walk inside, they'll be like, oh, yeah, these are really nice bags. You know, they look good. And then the price is good. So it, uh, it's I easier to sell. I think a smart thing that Polen also does is that they don't just give out their bags, like, for free, like, marketing. Because... I feel like some brands, like, yeah, I get it. They're giving out free stuff because they want free marketing. But then also, they're kind of known as, like, the brand that gives anything to influencers, to any influencer. So they're known as, like, the, oh, um, let me just email them and then they'll give me something for free mm-hmm. brand, type of brand. Whereas, Polen, they're actually very, like, guys, the amount of times I email Polen, like, please, please, please. Like, I really want to collab with you guys. The amount of times I, I think, like, three, four times. And then they finally, the fourth time, they finally was like, okay, yeah, like, let's work together. So they didn't, they didn't even reach out to me. I had to reach out to them mm-hmm. for them to give me a collab. Maybe it's, they, they saw your persistency. Who knows? Maybe you should be more persistent with all the brands as well. <clears throat> but yeah but sometimes it, it feels a little desperate because it's like if you really like our stuff then why don't you just buy yourself you know? yeah i guess you know but Got a little it's different back. because it's like you're you're working with the brand yeah you know but yeah bernard richest guy in the world his kids are that's crazy everything. you're just like Oh yeah, you wanna become a creative director? You wanna CEO of uh, Tiffany? You wanna yeah, become CEO? Yeah, that is crazy. Yeah, Damn. but that just shows that you know, wealthy people own the right thing, right? Because he he realized that he just he can't just own like LV, right? Or LVMH. Mm-hmm. He needed to own other brands to make him more money. Because if you just own one, you're not gonna become as wealthy as you know as he did today. He realized that he needed to own all these other brands in the same category that is luxury goods, to so that it you know makes him more wealthy. Yeah. He has five kids, and then I'm trying to look at his wife. Cause... But yeah, it's like at first you know he only took Dior, and then he took more in, took more in, and then eventually he built this empire. And yeah, he just owned he just owned the right companies. I'm sure he lost money too. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Has Bernard Arnold? Okay, so. Oh, his what? first two kids are with another wife, and then the last three kids are with. Her, his current wife. Mm-hmm. Oh, babe. Mm-hmm. What did you find about his... Um... Oh, wow. He has more than... S- Wait. Over 70 brands. Wow. Wait, where did I find what? 
that he didn't lose money during COVID. You told me that. I didn't say he didn't lose money. Yeah, you're like... I mean, obviously, everyone lost money in the beginning. You told me that. No, I'm saying like he... I didn't get that from anywhere. Oh. No, because I was like, yeah, I mean, the... Peter, everyone did lose money in the very beginning. It wasn't until they printed out those checks. Everyone started making oh, money. Oh, yeah. Again. Also, for those that don't know, Sephora is owned by LV. Yeah. LV is owned by LVMH. So, you know. Mark Jacobs is too. I don't think I put that on there. But... Yeah. Sephora was one of the first ones that, like, really surprised me. I was like, damn, they're owned by LV? Yeah. No, there's so many... Yeah, there's so many brands out there that you don't know are owned by these these uh these companies and it's like that's what i mean it's like part of the matrix episode we made like they're all owned by the same people if you look at the biggest stocks in the stock market if you look at like the shareholders Mm -hmm, it's mm -hmm. all like the biggest holders are vanguard and blackrock right these two companies are the biggest holders in most of these um and like the stock market right in the nasdaq and the S&P and stuff like that. Um, BlackRock is a publicly listed company, but Vanguard is a private company. And they own the most. So think about how many trillions that they run. And I'm sure I'm sure um, they they also own LVMH as well. Um, let's see right here. So LVMH. What does LVMH stand for? Louis Vuitton Moet Hennessy. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, LVMH stock. Yeah, there's, I don't think there's... Oh, their stock is $190. For one stock? For one share, yeah. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah. But uh, let's see. Financials? No, 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 no. Sorry. Yeah, so it's interesting because, ah, right here. So the top institutional holders, actually, it's really interesting. Is it? What? I feel like there's not that many, you don't own that many shares. Except for like the mutual fund holders. But yeah, LVMH is a different, definitely is different because it's like no matter how poor the country is there's always going to be people spending money on these goods and he's always going to be making money and so will his kids because think about it he owns over 70 companies like lvmh owns over 70 companies like that's a lot of money generated every single year Mm, let me see company yeah there's like so many like there's probably brands you never heard of either yeah i'm sure he owns a brand called Princess Yachts. Oh, he owns Loewe? <laughs> yep, you're just gonna find more and more. Okay, wait, what did I put on the list? I said... LV... Oh, okay, okay. I'm going to... Hold up. Okay. Includes... Okay. Tiffany & Co. Dior Fendi, which I didn't even know. Yeah, I didn't, oh no, I did FND under. Um, Givenchy, Marc Jacobs, Stella McCartney, Loewe, Laura Piana, Kenzo, Celine, Sephora, Princess Yachts, whatever that is, Bulgari. Wow, it's a lot. He and he's under the 
holy shit. Okay, so he's in the fashion group. He's in the wine and spirits. He's in perfumes and cosmetics and watches and jewelry and selective distribution and other activities. That's Jesus. crazy. So like literally all the luxurious things you can do or buy. That's crazy. Yeah. Do you think there's going to be another Bernard? I don't think we'll be, we'll live long enough to see him. I don't think there will be another guy. I think he's gonna, he's so smart, he's gonna keep this very close knit within his family. Because think about it, you can't branch off another luxury goods, you know. It's like he already bought all the brands. Because, okay, these luxury brands aren't like a few years old, they're a few decades years old. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like, it took so much time for them to build up the reputation that they have now. And, you know, for him to capture this opportunity, it's like, it takes so much time. So yeah, maybe in another lifetime, maybe in like a few hundred years, but I don't see like anytime soon. Just yeah, no, that's what guy. I mean. That's why I said I don't think we'll be alive to see it. Yeah. But I wonder what's going to happen when he passes. Because this dude is old, man. He like, is so how old is he? I think he's like 71. Oh, he's still young. 70 still Yeah, young. but still, it's like, okay, because who's going to take over, you know, his position? Because his kids are working for... That's why he's slowly giving them their own to, like, ease them in. Mm, I guess. He's still young, technically. 70? Yeah. I mean, who is it? What was it? Um, What was his name? Shoot, sure, I forgot. Um, 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 um. Warren Buffett is 92. Yeah. So, he has time. Yeah. Well, I mean, richest guy in the world. <laughs> Let's All wrap right. it up. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. We hope we could ride some back through our journey to making it. And don't forget to follow us on the socials. We'll see you in the next one. Bye. Bye.